Because we are not supposed to be asking each other that right now. We are supposed to assume we know how terrible we're doing. and just bring up a different question. There's no other qu- I haven't. Oh, by the way, I'm Cameron Esposito. Yeah. I'm Rhea Butcher. Yes. Ooh. And uh, we're two hilarious stand up comics. And also wives of each other. Of each other. I'm the wife of her. She is the wife of me. Yes. It confuses me every time. Thank you. I am the wife of... Wait, shit. I feel like they've gotten very comfortable with that. A lot of times our audience gives sort of an uproarious round of applause at just the fact that we're married, you know? Not this audience. In fact, you got way quieter. Seen it before. Sell something else. Move on. No, I will not move on. I want an applause for being married. Not because we're two women and it used to be illegal. Not because it's that, but instead because, do you guys straight up know how hard it is to be married? It is awful. It is so hard. Rhea. What? Don't you nearly hate it? All the time. I think the best way that I can just... God, I hate it when you do this! Oh! Oh, I hate it when you hold my hand on stage. But that's why I do it. I know. And that's why our marriage is hard. Just hand holding. Um, No, it's... No, marriage is hard. It's difficult. It's difficult. It doesn't help that we still, to this day, only have one dresser. That's true. We share, we are two adult human beings, and we have one Ikea sprung dresser, whatever, whichever one it is. But in our defense, 99% of our wardrobe is button downs. So that's true. We actually hang those, and we, we have do. a beautiful wooden closet. Yep. It's very, very large. And check out my Instagram for pictures of our closet. Because <laughs> it's unbelievable. When we, people come to our house, we do show them. Yeah. Because it's like. Do you want to know what the reaction is to our closet? People go, <gasps> oh, yeah. Because it's huge. It looks like, and it's all wood. It looks like Kurt Russell built it for Goldie Hawn. <laughs> yeah. No applause break. Just a that little. That was perfectly said, too. I understand, I didn't even yeah. ref- Shut up. I get it. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah. I don't know what we're supposed to say instead of how are you. I don't know. Because I keep falling into the same trap. You've been having this trap too, right? Oh yeah, Where so many traps go, these days. You go, uh, how are you? And then the other person goes, uh, <laughs> that's usually the response. And you just go, eh, you know, 
Because you know? it, and the thing is, like, I don't know why I ask it. Because if that person's like, great, I'm like, I'm getting away from you <laughs> right, right now. That's a really good point. <laughs> That's a really good point. I've not heard anybody say that. Um, I've only heard. Well, my dad wasn't like, I'm doing great, but he was like, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Dad, what are you talking about? <laughs> because I know that he watches Fox News, and yeah. I have told him for years to effing yeah. stop it. <laughs> but he just says, this is what he says now. Oh, I watch Fox News, but I also watch... CNN and all the other channels. Yeah, which great. Which is no perfect. Number one, also totally not true. Yeah. No, what? An obvious lie. <laughs> Nobody watches all the news channels. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that, Dad. You're fibbing to me. Yeah, yeah. He's and my rights are on the line. <laughs> Anyway, people got so sad. Well, you're in for a tough couple of years. Um, This has been a, well, it's been 10 days or 11. I can't even keep counting anymore. It's been one. I'm sorry. Yep. (laughs) Broke into the Oval Office. Are they, That's very funny. Did they used to have Nobody knows tiny that trample? They don't know what we're talking about. I know. <laughs> There's like an age thing, I yeah. think, that's going uh, on. We're or old. just we're moving too fast. Yeah, Our yeah. brains are... Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> we're smart people, and that's what's happening. Uh-huh. We're leaving you behind, because uh, your brains are too smart. And they were born the year the song came out. Got it. Okay. These people were born? Maybe, I don't know. The year the sun came out? Song. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> Because if you were like there when the year the sun came out, I'm like, Rhea. That's every year. That's old. That's an old person. The sun came out so long ago. For the first time? Technically, it came out tomorrow. So those babies haven't even been born yet. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody gets what we're talking about except this dude who just goes, whoa! His body, he became the singularity. <laughs> he folded, he insided out his body. Um, <sighs> thank God you're with us. Thank God you're with us. If you weren't here, I don't know what I'd do. Um, yes. Okay, well, so what were we talking about? Oh, I think we were saying that we're stressed out. Yeah. And I will say, it is hard to be a person of any type, I think, right now. And I think, uh, just to this whole audience, uh, I think from both Rhea and I, we're, we're with you. We're with you. Yep. We're with you. Because, uh, you know, today there was uh, supposed to be an executive order maybe about LGBT people. And then it was just a, and it was just a fake thing mm-hmm. where the president pretended that it's new news to just agree with something. Yes. <laughs> so, like, that's, some, that's the level of nonsense we're going to be dealing with for the next four years. Because he was like... I just want them to know. Yeah, I also. I'm just gonna think this is. Keep it true. for now. I am the first person to agree with this <laughs> thing that's already been that's done by somebody else. Someone else. Dead. Here I am. Also me. <laughs> Agreeing for now. I'm the first the second guy. <laughs> first second. Who's like this? Um. But, you know, obviously, also, the LGBT community is within every community. Yes. Because there are uh, 
Muslim people who are LGBT people and there are LGBT people who are Muslim and there are LGBT people who need health insurance. <gasps> Shockingly. What? Um, yeah. Like sometimes we even need to go to Planned Parenthood. Oh my Sometimes God. we do. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird. I'll tell you why it's weird. Statistically, lesbians are in the lowest risk category for a bunch of things. We keep trying. Yeah. We like are we're the lowest risk for STDs and STIs and we're also the lowest risk for um uh, tummy aches, tummy aches because of a groan. We like to eat a lot of peppermint patties. Yeah. <laughs> dance for it yeah yeah uh, i'm doing a peanuts dance so oh yeah we're in every community and so any we're even in peanuts for christ's sake we're even in peanuts <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so uh in that way we're really affected by all of this and so i just want you to know if there's anything that you are affected by that has happened if you're scared right now uh, we are with you you are our family in our community we are with you and you don't you don't jump out of a burning closet and fight for your right to party with other women in a consensual way just to leave anybody else behind. Uh-huh. True. <laughs> you had me a little scared at the burning closet thing, but you really... I thought as a... Really stuck the landing, But as though. a statement, I actually thought that was very inspirational. No, I love the statement. I just got when real I, scared by I the fire. When I finished it, I was like imagining yeah. it as a plaque. Right just at the end. Yeah. Fiery closet behind you. I didn't jump out of a... Burn, so you guys do you know what I'm saying? It's This is a podcast, so listen back to what I said. And I agree with myself. Um, so yeah. we're trying to... Stay strong? Yep. How are you trying to stay strong? Well, I did take a feminist cardio boxing class. <laughs> yes, she did. On Friday. Yes, she did. And I will tell you that I woke up to my period. <laughs> and I was like, I can still do this. But then... <laughs> and then I got there, and I was like, I cannot do this. <laughs> and after 15 minutes, I sat down and watched. <laughs> Jabs. I got a lot of 
I couldn't leave. I thought I was going to vomit. That's the cutest thing I ever heard. Yeah, well, I just hung out. I asked everyone if it was okay, because it's also their space, and they were, like, fine with it. So I sat and watched. <laughs> I was very overwhelmed and hot. <laughs> I haven't done cardio in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that was... I love this story. I, me too. And I didn't even know the end of it. I thought it was a cute story about you getting up real early and going cardio boxing and lasting only 15 minutes, and I didn't know that it also involved 45 minutes of just community support. Yeah. It did. That's sure cool. did. Um, do you want to ask me? Oh, yeah. How are you dealing with this whole thing? What are, how are you staying strong? Sorry. Thanks, Rhea. Are you sitting in any boxing classes and watching other people do it? Nope. Nope. Um, you know what I'm doing? I brought back Baths. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we did have a lot of rain, so. I don't know. Wait, no, but I think actually baths are better, right? Because they catch it all, it doesn't come down. They catch it what? in one spot versus a shower. They catch it all, it, it doesn't come down. Do you know what a bath <laughs> You know what a bath Scientifically, is. Scientifically, yes. You know is, what a bath is. It's Yeah, I know what a bath is, yes. It's, <laughs> An amount of water. Uh huh. Well, in one place, yes. It gets caught in there. In a bath. Yeah. I think it's better for the environment because it's not falling down. <laughs> I can Listen, tell by I'm the audience's a- <laughs> reaction that this is a sound statement. I'm not a scientist, but I think this is true. Okay. All right. Turns out with water you. use. Um, no, I've been taking lots of baths. Is a Cool way to live. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, so, so baths, huh? Yeah, I don't know how to follow up on a bath. You want as many bathrooms? <laughs> this stupid audience. <laughs> I mean, do you listen to music? I don't know. I. Uh... That's a great question. Put drops in there. You live with me, so you would know that sometimes I listen to like podcasts or music. I put my phone far away from the bath, and then I just turn it up really loud. Uh Yes, I do. And if you go under the bath, it's very crystal clear. You can Uh hear all of what Dan Savage is telling you, or whatever. (laughs) Dan Bathsage. That's fun. And then the other, and then the other thing that's fun is uh, that our dog Uh gets. Real scared. Yes, he thinks and that's he's not funny, getting a bath. Except it is. It's so cute. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh no, I know where this is. But have you ever seen a dog look around a corner? <laughs> if you haven't, bath. It's pretty that's great. the answer because he goes like he's eight pound chihuahua and he just stands one place and he goes. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, Rhea. I hope that you stay strong. Me too. I, I hope, hope I can you get to a solid everything. 20 minutes of boxing without passing out. Yeah. I'm talking about physical strength only. Emotionally, I want you to break break on down. <laughs> um, I hope that we both stay strong. <sighs> Me too. Yeah. It's good. We're going to need it. Yeah, we're going to need it. You guys have to stay strong too. So here's what you have to do. Pay attention to the news. Constantly refresh your Twitter feed. <laughs> Don't look away. Don't look away. And whatever emotions you have. Did anybody like that? What did they say about it? Push them down. Push them down until they turn into a beautiful diamond. Do you mean push them down like 
Yeah, like refreshing it. Refresh your emotions. Down! 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 And then sometimes your finger gets greasy, you gotta lick it. Oh. Your other hand. How does... What? I'm sorry. Do you dummies not know how phones work? Okay. Well, uh, anyway... Keep informed, but then also take a break. Yeah, right? yeah. Read a take book. Take a break. Uh, read a book. You could say to your girlfriend or wife, "Do you want to have sex?" And then <laughs> she'll be like, "I'm just stressed out." And then you go, "Me too." <laughs> I'm not talking about you. <laughs> right. This is personal information about myself. <laughs> right, you're just talking about your other girlfriend and or wife. No, I'm just talking about me. You talked about two people in that sentence. Just said. Yeah, but it was me and the person I'm in a relationship with. When you're a comic, you get to talk about your relationship. I can't help if you're also a comic and you're on stage and everybody knows it's you. standing next to you. I can't help that. You knew what you were getting into when you married me. <laughs> This happening right now. Yes, I knew that was going to happen one of these days. Well, listen, you guys. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. We've got an unmovable lineup of comics yeah. there and back. They can hear you. Let's hear it for them. Rhea, do you want to introduce yeah. the first I'm gonna comic? I'm going to intro our first comic. This comic is a friend of the show, and we love it when he stops by. You guys, please give a warm welcome to Eli Olsberg right now. Let him hear it. Keep it going for Cameron and Rhea. Let them hear it, huh? I, uh, this is weird. I normally don't start the show taking a poll, but I do have a couple questions. I do have one question. Does anyone here... Be, you can be honest. It, it's not an agree or disagree thing. Does anyone here find Ariana Grande sexually attractive? <laughs> sex offender, sex offender, sex offender. You're all disgusting. She looks like a little girl. 11-year-old wrapped in a 12-year-old's body. I uh, literally just got an argument before I got here with someone. I was just curious to see how many people. It was all women, though, which was interesting. Megan's Law applies to you, too. Uh, but cool. Okay. Uh, I didn't have to do that. I'm aware of it. Uh, <laughs> that said, I would like to pose another question. When did the word entrepreneur become okay to just casually toss around? Um, I don't know if any of you use Uber or Tinder. I don't know what the correlation is there, but I've uh, been hearing that word a lot. I was actually in a lift because I didn't have my car, and this woman just turns to me, the driver, she goes, I don't do this full time. I was like, well, I didn't ask. Uh, <laughs> but you're dying to tell me, so let's, why don't you humor me? And she said, uh, she goes, oh, I'm a student and an entrepreneur. I was like, I don't think legally you can use those words back to back. If you were a student, you would know what an entrepreneur is. That's ridiculous. What do you do for a living? I'm a billionaire intern. Like, it does not add up. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I run a hotel chain, and I'm the president of the fucking United States. It does not add up. Right? <laughs> I told that joke in Florida last week, and surprisingly went well. Uh, so, I, uh, I just, I don't understand when... Like, people who work minimum wage jobs, Uber and Lyft are minimum wage jobs at this point. Um, but, like, when did people start taking pride in that work? I don't know. In my day, we were B students. You did just enough to not get fired. Like, I was at Chase, the bank, making a deposit. And the woman behind the, the teller, she goes, oh, what do you have going on for the rest of the day? I was like, excuse me? Like, I took two steps back. I was like, excuse me? I, like, grabbed my chest. I was like, ma'am, how dare you? 
why would you ask that? And she said, well, that's our thing here. We want to be your friend. I was like, okay, so why don't I just put a restraining order on this branch? Make it way easier. Also, P.S., I came here to clear a negative balance. It's right in front of you. You know I can't afford to do anything tonight. There's the answer you were seeking the whole time. And then they had the nerve. They sent me something in the mail that said, open a savings account. We'll give you 200 bucks with the fine print that says, with a $15,000 deposit. Like, are you just making fun of me at this point? Send me a Polaroid of this. Same difference. And then I think the worst... It really came to a head for me when I was at Chipotle. I'm just hitting all the sweet spots, huh? Um, I was at Chipotle, and I got to the sour cream part of the assembly line. And I said, yes, I would like some. And she, I mean, you couldn't even see my food. She just dunked so much on it. It just looked like a bowl of cereal made of sour cream. And I said, that's too much. And I thought, like a rational person, she would just throw it out and make a new one. She grabs, like, a to-go ramekin and starts scooping it out. And I was like, that's food glitter. It's not going anywhere. What are you thinking? Like, what are you, a shareholder? Throw it out and make a new one. You're not on commission. And a friend of mine goes, uh, that I was with, said, well, that's wasteful. And I was like, to who? And she said, well, there are people starving everywhere. Africa. That was her go-to. And I was like, okay, first off, no matter what happens, they'll be hungry at the end of this conversation. Secondly, how am I going to explain myself eating a bowl of sour cream in front of people like a fucking lunatic? It like soup, just... <laughs> what am I going to say when someone's like, why are you doing that? What answer could I give up perspective? Like, is that a sane answer? It's not. <laughs> it's not. I feel like people who work minimum wage jobs on their name tag, it should say minimum wage instead of their name. So you don't have to expect great customer service from them. Because why should a McDonald's employee be like, hi, how can I help? Like, why aren't they just like, fucking what? Do you want? I'm exhausted. No, just no. Someone comes up and goes, no. Uh, or if someone comes up and like, you got my order wrong, you know, you should be allowed to be like, I wasn't paying attention. You saw me texting while I took it. What did you think was going to happen? I'm going to steal one of your fries. Um, I think the worst thing to happen to movies are opinions. Uh, have you had a conversation with anyone about a movie recently? I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about anymore when they have an opinion about... This is a real thing a friend of mine told me. He said... I, which, by the way, the other thing actually I want to address before I even get to that is cell phones in movie theaters. And I was at ArcLight, which is supposed to be the place you pay for that not to happen. And I think is coned by Scientology. It's not confirmed. But uh, <laughs> anyway, just think about that next time you go there. Um, when you're like, I want to see Star Wars in the Dome. Like, you're giving Tom Cruise your money. Okay, so... <laughs> We were in the theater, and I turned to this guy who was on his phone. I was like, hey, can you put your phone away? I like, paid 15 bucks to watch this. He goes, yeah, hey, I paid 15 too. I didn't know who the asshole was in the conversation anymore. Like, it was a weird riddle I got stuck in. And I was like, who is the asshole? <laughs> so anyway, I was talking to a friend of mine about the same movie we were just watching, and this is the fucking opinion he had about this movie. At the end of it, he goes, yeah, I didn't like the dialogue. It felt too written. Yeah, it's because it was. Um, what, do you want real conversations from out there in the real world? Like, I was at Coffee Bean, and this was one of the greatest things I got to witness. Um, two girls in front of me were talking about a game on their phone. I think it was like Clash of Clans or one of those things. And she said, oh, I need to upgrade holding her phone out. She goes, I need more dragons. And her friend goes, what are dragons? <laughs> How do you explain dragons? <laughs> I, I was like, oh, and the person was like, turn to me. He's like, what do you want to order? I'm like, excuse me, this is fantastic. I have, don't you dare interrupt this. And so she responds with, you know, dragons, which is what I would have said, actually. And then finally, her friend just goes, you mean hippos? Oh 
yes, hippos. Like, that's the only... At that point, you just say, yeah, that's exactly what they are. They are flying hippos. Like, just fucking run with it at that point. How wasn't that the end of their friendship? Wasn't it like, okay, I'm out of here and just leave and never come back? And then uh, a great postscript to that story, when the barista asked for their names, she goes, Jessica Diaz. I don't know why she gave her full name, but it paid off spectacularly. Um, she goes, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, Jessica Diaz. And then she goes, Quesadilla? <laughs> I lost my mind. Like, I literally was, like, doubled over dying. Her friend also on another level. Because she was clearly like, oh, this is what I'm going to call you for the rest of your life. Like, you can't escape that. Um, <laughs> before I go, I want to tell this story. Uh, I was in Atlanta a few weeks ago doing some shows, and um, I was staying at the hotel across the street from the club that I was performing at, and... Uh, I was at the bar eating, and I told a story about a threesome while I was at that show, and that's important because this woman, I'm not like, hey, I'm a coxman. So anyway, uh, so this, this couple approaches me, and they were like, hey, we were just at your show. You're very funny. That's not important of the story. But you should still know that. Um, I'm like, thank you so much. And uh, eventually the woman says, well, um, look, we're going to go up to our room. Do you want to join us? Now, I'd just gotten out of a relationship. I'd been single for four weeks, so I was like, yes, I do because I am ready to cry through my dick this time. Okay. Uh, I, that usually gets a better reaction. So the point is you're wrong. So anyway, I... Uh, no, so we go upstairs to the room, and but w on the way in the elevator, it got weird because the guy was staring at me and smiling, and he wouldn't break. And he was smiling without using his teeth, uh, which is the scariest smile you can possibly have. Have you seen the news? Whenever they profile a pedophile, that's exactly what it is. Uh, he was just like this. And I just, like, backed up into... As if I couldn't just get out of the elevator and go somewhere. Like, he had me under a fucking spell. I was like, okay, what's going to happen? So we get in the room, and the woman says, the reason I invited you here is I want to have sex with you, and he wants to watch. And I was like, thank God. Let's party. And so I start walking towards them. They were sitting on a bed together when this happened. And so they start making out as if our conversation never happened. Like I was supposed to schedule this with a fuck secretary for another day. I didn't know what to, I was just standing there watching two people make out for five minutes. Here, I'll put the microphone down. This is exactly what I looked like. For like five, I thought a cop was going to come in and be like, what are you, a pervert? Get the fuck out of here and let them go at it. And so I didn't know what to do to break the tension. So I did this cliche. I went, ahem. <clears throat> And they broke. They were like, oh, they like forgot I was there. And uh, so they were probably on meth. And so she, she invites me over. And she, well, she wasn't like, come here. Uh, but she invites me over and I walk towards her. And before her and I make contact, like right before, the guy goes, oh shit, I forgot condoms. And I was like, oh, okay. So what should we do now? And uh, he's like, well, I guess call it a night. I don't know. And then she turns to... He, she turns to him and then turns to me. He goes, oh, he wasn't talking about you. He's talking about us. We're not a couple. Yes, yes, that is the perfect reaction. That gasp, that is the most astute observation you can make for this situation. Uh, all of you should have reacted the same way. That was fucking, I was like, what does that mean? I thought I was going to turn around. There was going to be like a guy like bolting the door and be like, it's dinner time. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, what does that mean? And so she said, oh, I'm from out of town. And I or no, excuse me. He said he was from out of town. And I said, I asked her, I said, oh, are you an escort? And offended. She goes, no. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry that I brought this irrational thought into this everyday situation. What was I thinking? So finally he explains, he's like, I, I, we went to college together. We haven't seen each other in a long time. Every six months we hang out, this is what we do. I'm like, this is how you guys play catch up? Like, I don't know, if I haven't seen a friend in a while, we go out to dinner. If we're really feeling saucy, we'll do Cheesecake Factory. Um, so finally, 
I get my room key. I'm turning to walk out. And I'm so glad I got to witness this moment because I get to share it all with you. She turns to him and says, well, are you clean? And he said, yeah, of course I'm clean. I'm a Virgo. (laughs) I'm going to give you guys another minute because I certainly, I literally grabbed it. I was like, excuse me? Like I almost fainted. I said, you should your astrological sign to say that you don't have an STD. And he goes, yeah, like I'm the asshole in the conversation. Again. Can you imagine this guy at a doctor's office? Like, we got the test results back and you have herpes. And he's like, you just can't trust a Pisces. Like, that's a real conversation he could have. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of the night. Eli Olsberg, you guys, let him hear it. I'm a Leo, so I'm a Cleano. That's all I got. You guys want to keep the show going? It's an awesome lineup tonight, as it is every night. And uh, I think this is uh, this comic's first time on the show. I could be wrong, but we want you to go wild for them anyways. Please, get it going right now. For Claire Bellini, you guys! Hey guys, how you doing? Happy New Year. Can I still say that? It's January. Happy New Year. Is, uh, is 2017 any better for anybody? No? Survey says no. <laughs> Last year, we all lost our minds and started blaming every bad thing that happened on the year itself. Donald Trump was elected and my whole Twitter feed was like, seriously? What is with 2016? I don't think it's the year's fault. I'd be like if you were broken up with while you were driving and your response was, what is with this Nissan? Oh, I gotta get a new car. If I just get a Honda CRV, everything will be fine. He'll come back to me. My skin will clear up. Everything will be fine. I need to get to a Honda dealership. Do you think when World War II broke out, like everyone said, golly, 1939's a bust, huh? (laughs) God, can't wait for 1940. I'm sure this will all just clear up real quick. (laughs) We just need ourselves a new year. That's all. We need to throw away a calendar. Then Hitler will quit it. Prince died last year, which was horribly tragic. Uh, But again, everyone's response was like, really, 2016? I think the pharmaceutical companies had more to do with that one. I think everybody at the fentanyl company was like, so is everyone pissed at us for making the pills that killed Prince? No, remarkably, they're angry at the year 2016. I guess we'll just keep on keeping on then. With the pill factory. By the way, this has always bothered me. You know how pharmaceutical companies give like gifts to doctors to try to persuade them to prescribe their drugs? It's a very ethical and great thing that they do. Um, But the gifts are just like pens with the drug name on them. And doctors make six figures. Why are pens persuasive? They're just like, well, 
I'm not totally sure you need this medicine. And the side effects are significant. (laughs) But they gave me this sweet pen. (laughs) So here you go. What's my point? I guess my point is this year's not going to be better. Because now Trump's actually the president. And I hate to tell you this, but celebrities will continue to perish. (laughs) Because you know what? They really are just like us. Just once, I want Us Weekly to include that in in their spread. It's like, stars, they're just like us. They carry grocery bags. They clean up dog poop, and their lives come to an inevitable end. I would buy that one. I would buy that issue. Usually, I just read it standing up in a Hudson News, but that one I would buy, just to support them. Uh, do we have any Coldplay haters in the house? <laughs> Anybody here just fucking hate Coldplay? <laughs> A lot of people hate Coldplay. And I, I disagree, not because I like them, but because I just don't think they deserve a strong emotion of any kind. <laughs> They're like toast. And people are just like, I hate toast! <laughs> I also think, like, you don't really hate Coldplay. You just think they're, like, definitely not as good as they are popular, right? Like, I think if they were just unknowns playing at a London bar, if you walked in, would you be like, Ah! I hate this! I hate this music! No, I think you'd be like, this is fine. This music is fine. Or you wouldn't think about it at all. And that's Coldplay. <laughs> um, I realized something recently. I always thought I was like a really good kid growing up, like in middle school, high school. But I was only good compared to my friends. And my friends were insane. So I started drinking and smoking cigarettes in the eighth grade. And I was like the good one. I was the goody two-shoes. Like, in high school, my friends were snorting Adderall and doing ecstasy, and I was like, you know what? I'm okay over here with my Miller Lights and my Parliaments. And they were like, okay, Mom. It wasn't until I got to college and I met people who were like, I guess I'll try a beer. I was like, oh, I've been very bad. I've abused my body from the age of 13. (laughs) Only mildly, you know, the occasional binge um (laughs) i just i've never really been all that into drugs it's not because i disapprove of them i just don't really need them like i'm a very anxious person i'm always worrying about death and dying it's a very cool fun way to live (laughs) but so anytime i think i'm gonna die and then i don't i get the most amazing natural high (laughs) it's incredible like anytime, anytime I'm on an airplane that lands safely, which so far has been every plane. <laughs> if you wanted to point that out, yes. Uh, I, that's like MDMA. Just a plane landing and coming to a safe stop is just like a rush of endorphins for me. So I don't need drugs. It's the same reason I don't ride roller coasters. Like when you have bad anxiety, every day is a roller coaster. 
You know that moment when you're on an elevator and it gets to your floor, but then the doors don't open right away? There's like a three second delay. That's my space mountain. Pretty much every time I ride an elevator, it's what a normal person experiences on Space Mountain. So when I go to the doctor, I have to ride Space Mountain to get up, and I gotta ride Space Mountain to get down. So that's why I take a lot of naps. I ride roller coasters several times a day. (laughs) Um, Another reason I don't do drugs is I just kinda don't like how they're offered to me. Like, I'll be at a party and someone will come up to me and say like, hey, wanna smoke? just assuming that I know they mean weed. It's very cocky on behalf of weed. It'd be like if I came up to you and I said, hey, you wanna eat? And the subtext of that was, and you know I'm talking pasta. (laughs) What the hell else would we eat, pizza? (laughs) Are you insane? This is not a pizza party. By the way, in that metaphor, pizza was meth. Pizza was meth. That wasn't super clear. All right, that's all for me. Thanks. I'm Claire Mullaney. Keep it going for Claire! Oh, you guys. I don't know. The, the, the amusement park? That's the phrase, right? Yep. Where, where I grew up is called Great America. That's a weird number of people clapping for that. So I'm from Chicago. A lot of... What a weird amount of people that know what Great America... It isn't even downtown, you guys. It's for sure in the suburbs. What? No, I, I know where it is. What the fuck is going on? Did you hear that? They literally just gurney Illinois'd me. Okay, so you are my crowd. There I am in gurney Illinois. Um, it's, great, it's called Great America, and that has been bizarre during the entire uh, campaign. <laughs> because I always feel like it's going to say make America great America again. I don't know why that is. There were so many commercials when I was a kid and um, I'm just going to say I hate that place. Great America is the worst. Did you guys like it? funniest to be like yeah yeah wait wait great america yeah we know that place and then like oh do you like that place Eh. (laughs) take or leave it i don't really care you brought it up that's what literally (laughs) i'm scared of uh, roller coasters because I have terrible vision. I've always had terrible vision when I was a little kid. I had crossed eyes, so it's really hard to go fast because you have double vision. And like honestly, even just walking was hard. Or going to downtown where there were large skyscrapers because I thought they were falling on me. And uh, this is why I am a stand-up comic because 
had to learn how to communicate with people while uh, being very hard to look in the eye. <laughs> you know that thing where the one goes one way and then the other one goes the other way? Um, and you're like, oh, which eye do I look at? Neither, here's a joke. <laughs> I've never said that before. Rhea, write that down! It's funny. Anyway, Great America is super scary, and I just have this memory of like, okay, so they have a wooden roller coaster there that's called the Eagle. And um, it's kind of like a rite of passage. Like, when I was a teen, they added all the... Remember when they were adding, like, cool roller coasters all the time? I don't really think this is a thing anymore. But my mom was always just like, Your legs! Your legs, they just dangle! (laughs) (laughs) They were adding all these cool roller coasters, but, like, the original roller coaster was the Eagle... And I could never go on it. I went on the Viper, like, twice. That has a loop. That was a big deal for me. Um, But there was the time, like, this is just one of those moments that, you know, in life, oh, God, I was my little sister's chaperone one year when she went there with her class. I have a younger sister who's seven years younger than me, and so I got to be, like, like, a very big sister to her. And I will remember until the day I die, uh, the day that I took her entire class, and we waited in line for the eagle, and I pretended, because I was 15, that I was going to be fine with going on the eagle, even though I had never gone on it, and I was surrounded by eight-year-olds that were chatting about whatever, and I got to the front of the line, and... What we were supposed to do was get in the cars. But what I did was burst into tears, jump over the cars, turn to a bunch of eight-year-olds and say, Go! Go without me! And a very weird end to that story is that they totally did. Like, they were like, ah, oh, this lady's out of her mind. But also, like, how, what kind of a ballsy, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is my little sister is cool. Like, cool in a way that I will never achieve. She lives now uh, in Buenos Aires. I mean, we get it. But um, <laughs> even then, she was cool. What child that's eight sees their chaperone be like, I am too afraid of this thing? And then goes like, I got it. <laughs> Sweat over there. Uh, after this, I'll take you. We will win a stuffed monkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kid, whatever you need. Um, anyway, that's that story. It's about great America in Gurney. <laughs> so you guys, there are other comics on this show. <laughs> Would you like to see them? going to happen next regardless of how you feel about it but you're a great audience so i know you're going to get very behind this next comic he's hilarious you're going to love him let's hear it for david bory guys give it up for david 
Thanks, dudes. I'm still shaking off the holidays. I, uh, she liked it. <laughs> I had a crazy Christmas. I went home for Christmas to see my friends. And my friends, I like them, you don't. My friends are shitheads. They're kind of knuckleheads. Like, they're good guys, but, like, my friends are the kind of guys who refuse to eat bananas in public. <laughs> That's a dude. That's a real dude. And I went home, and they don't look like what you think. They're rednecks. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> My friends are rednecks, so I went home to visit them for Christmas, and it was very much like I knew it was going to be a bad Christmas. Like, I got to the house, and my boy was like, I'm flying in two strippers from Hawaii. And I was like, shit, this is going to be fucked. And uh, it was. I'm not going to tell you what happened because it's none of your business, but... <laughs> It did involve slit wrists, a bunch of dogs, and a head going through a glass table. I'm fine. <laughs> and it was like, I was hanging out with them, and I was like, man, this sucks. Like, I grew up around you guys, and they're all white except for a couple Mexicans. And I was just like, I was watching that happen, and I realized, like, I got no benefits of white privilege. <laughs> like, you know how shitty it is to be the only minority and then have to grow up around rednecks? You get nothing positive. Like, I know black people who grow up around a bunch of rich white people. They at least went to Dartmouth. I got not a thing. I ain't get anything from it. Like... Here's how this happened. This is how it works for me. Like, I was hanging out in Los Angeles with a friend of mine who's black. She grew up with a bunch of black people. And I did a neti pot, right? <laughs> she saw me do a neti pot, and she was like, you're always doing that white shit. <laughs> and it pissed me off, because to me, neti pot isn't white shit. It's just health shit. It just makes me feel good. To me, doing white shit is like... Using parts from your old jet ski to fix your new jet ski. <laughs> or trying to cook speed in the microwave. <laughs> One of those things is kind of cool. One of those things is kind of not, but they're both inventive. <laughs> those are the people I grew up around. You don't want to hear it, but they're Trump supporters. They are. They are, and uh, it's weird because I live in Los Angeles now. It's very freewheeling. It's very liberal. I love it. I eat bananas everywhere. <laughs> By the way, you got, like, that's such a freedom for me. <laughs> like, you don't even know. It's so hard. I can't explain how good it feels to just be walking down the street and look a stranger in the eye and just finish my banana. <laughs> Cause I don't give a fuck, I'm free now. <laughs> this is true. But no, a bunch of the people I grew up with are, are Trump supporters and people don't want to hear me say that, but it's true. And I also feel like living in California, this is the weirdest stance to take. This is the first time I ever did this joke, but I feel like it'll be, it'll be okay. I surprise probably shouldn't have told you that I feel so close after the banana thing I uh people people in California 
California don't seem to understand how it happened. They're like, I don't understand how these rednecks, these white trash, which is a very rude term, they, how did they ruin it for us? And it's like, I do. You treated them the way you want to treat all poor people. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Because listen, poor, poor white people are poor with no restrictor plate because they have no positives of being poor. It's only negatives because you guys hate them. I'm fine with it. But white people, you, don't, you didn't even give them a clever epithet. You were like, niggers, that's kind of funny. You won't always know what it means. Spicks, that's silly. White trash. We don't even give you one. We're just going to say what you think we are to your face. <laughs> And it's fucked up because there's no like, because I live here, right? And I'm reaping in the benefits of black privilege. There's not a lot, but there's a little bit. Because I was thinking about myself with my white liberal friends, and I was like, I never seen like a 28 year old hipster's eyes light up when they tell you about an artist they found who just like lives in a motel outside of Pittsburgh. <laughs> There's no benefits to white trash. Their swagger isn't cool. Nobody appreciates it. Nobody thinks cowboys are that cool. Like, you treat white trash the way you wish you could treat all... Like, listen, okay, this is getting weird. I just feel like... Like, listen, yo, if you had white guilt for other white people, this would be a completely different situation right now. Does that understand? If you applied the same rules that you apply to minority poor people to poor, cause like my friends, and I'm not bragging, but my friends are pieces of shit too. Like my friends also have no future. You know what I'm and the government lied to them, the government used them, and they're fucking pawns in the system, but you guys are like, nah, fuck that, we don't like trucks. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. I feel like I might be dying up here. It's not even a revolutionary thought. I wrote this joke the other day. I want you to know, I wrote this joke and I was like, yo, it's so corny that you're gonna go up and defend white people like this. At this time, at this time, you're gonna go up, you're gonna defend rednecks, David, that's your fucking move. But then I thought about it deeper. I was like, the only thing cornier would be not doing it because I'm not a fucking liar. I lie in my personal life, not to you. That's how stand-up comedians do it. I don't know really where to go from there. I feel like you like the banana thing. You were iffy. I just feel like, because this is, no, I'm not going to put it on the pocket. I'm just going to tell you what I think. I'm gonna get out of here. I just feel like, yo, don't be surprised. Like, yo, people hate white trash people. There's no positives to being white trash. Like, there's nobody, you have no allies if you're white trash. Nobody wants to be like you. There's not a lot of, like, there's no white guys who are going to come up to a white trash dude and try to talk how he talks, right? <laughs> Like, that shit happens to me all the time. I take, like, showbiz meetings and they're like, what's up, dog? Chillin', chillin', lick, fam. That doesn't, that doesn't happen to white guys. No white guy's gonna come up to another white guy and be like, hey, howdy, partner. Like, cause you don't give a fuck. Cause you don't give a fuck, cause you don't like them. be a good bit though <laughs> right? or it might be bad either way I really appreciate it guys thank you so much I'm gonna do this look at what we've done we have made a black man defend white people <laughs> 
this is perfect. I was like, well, I don't know if I can talk about that, but actually it fits in because Cameron was talking about roller coasters. And uh, I grew up in Ohio, and we have a place called Cedar Point. <laughs> yeah, get to the point! <laughs> that was like their big their big advertising push. Get to the point! Now I realize, like, that's pretty rude. Easy. I, I'm on my way, and I will get there when I get there. <laughs> but they had this... Well, it's not a roller coaster. It's just a ride. But, like, you know, they roll out the new one every year, like Cameron would say. Um, like, the Mantis, which is, like, come on. That was the, the hanging, your legs are dangling one. Or that was your standing up, and then the Raptor was your legs are dangling, whatever. My friend got stuck on the Mantis, and she hadn't, she hadn't adjusted the... There's just, like, a crotch seat. And we got stuck on it, and she was really short, and she hadn't adjusted it. And she was like, oh! It was very sad. Anyway... But, like, hey, look, I come from, like, a white trash area, so I have very mixed feelings about it. But there, there was a, a roller coaster ride thing that they introduced, and I only just, when Cameron was talking about it, realized how terrible of a name this was for a thing. Because they named, it was just, like, a row, like, if the audience had arms on either side, and then the seats just went, whoop! Whoop, whoop, and spun around and then it had another arm and it just kept spinning and it was called the Texas Twister which is like hey uh, I think people maybe died in some tornadoes <laughs> so now like so the white trash people that don't have to deal with tornadoes they go to an amusement park and they ride on a fake tornado that won't kill them but maybe because actually I think somebody did get killed on that thing <laughs> one person just fell right out of it when I went to see it I was like oh I won't ride that Texas Twister. I was so excited to ride the Texas Twister. And I was like walking up to it and they launched the ride. They were spinning it, spinning it, spinning it. It spun all the way up and I just saw vomit go straight down. I was like, get me in there. (laughs) All right. Well, that's my bit about white trash roller coasters. Anyways, uh, you guys want to keep the show rolling? We have two more amazing comics for you. And this next comic, we love it when she comes by. She's a friend of the show. Keep it going for Aisling B. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah, so like a sort of drama about like, oh no, there's going to be an apocalypse. Wait, seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very cool. Yeah, one of I'm those. I'm very impressed. Yeah, that one you have of those many things going on. That you can do many things. I cannot do loads of things, surprisingly. Really? I can like, <laughs> I can blag my, do you use the word blag here? Blag? No, but I'm going to now. From now on, you must use does blag. Does it mean fib or? It does mean a little fib. Yeah, it means lightly fib your way. It's more like, oh, am I not on the list? Oh, it's just because my friends yeah, are inside. Oh, it. it's just because I'm very lonely on my own out here and I could get murdered. Thank you. Yeah, I'll get into the club. That's blagging your way in. You know, I feel like I learned two lessons, not just the <laughs> meaning of the word blag, but also like what a woman does when she's trying to get into yeah, a yeah, club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've never done that one time. Have you, you not? Just... No. No, because here's the thing. If you're... You I mean, I don't never make blagged your way into a club. I'm yeah, say, yeah, I'm so fucking gay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Christmas. If <laughs> I, you know, you married a woman, a guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. If I flirt with a guy, I'm always very nervous. Like, what if he takes it literally? Oh, and then he like needs to like, like, oh, like, oh now we're going on a date this to, <laughs> to date this to the to the sleeping the area of my house. And then I'm like, no, I just want to get this club. So you know, it doesn't go very well. 
Oh my god. So, so when I've did never, you first come out? Like when I was, oh, I don't know, 18 or no, oh, 19. Oh, you see, I was like, because I was like, when I was about 14, I was up to this carry on. But you know that something yeah. is. Yeah. You know, even before you know you're gay, you know there's like a false promise that you're offering to but people. But we weren't even, it was like, it was more like sometimes we do the crying going into clubs, and that was a great one because no man at a door will ever stop two crying women who are in the <laughs> middle of discussion about someone. So that was the best one. We go in, listen, you need to put him aside and you need to not no don't even fuck look at me look at me you're still my best friend we've got each other and no bouncer will ever turn that away from a club I feel like without a doubt like I just want to sit down and I want to figure it out you I've got to like, get you some tips and I don't the... feel like that's a gay I mean, or a straight thing I'm a celebrity so it's like yeah, yeah. It, you know? <laughs> it's the worst though I went to I'm like a major celebrity I'm actually a celeb do you know what I did um, I was here for the Emmys and I went to one Emmys party because my friend was nominated for an Emmy and I, I she like got me into one party and then everyone was going to this to Jimmy Kimmel's party and I was like I mean I'll just go and I managed to literally just walk in not from being known or anything but from standing behind four men who won an Emmy and I just shuffled I mean I can't, you won't see this in the podcast but I literally just put my head down and shuffled and I got in and I really wanted to go back to the bouncers and go just so you know you were doing your job awfully because I really, I'm not on a list I'm not famous and I should not have gotten into this party and it's very very dangerous well I mean totally absolutely dangerous I will say like they might have known what they were doing I mean you didn't know they really seemed, didn't no, they but didn't like, they you couldn't see me you know are, like when you put headphones on yeah and you're like oh no one can see me anymore <laughs> that's what it was I just I just like, lowered not, my eyes and I was like you were threatening like they might have just been like yeah she's chill no, 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 it really wasn't. And this is not just me being drunk. Of course I was drunk, but I was not me being mm. drunk. I just decided not to exist anymore. Oh, Wait, I have to go end the oh, show. Oh, shit. You're the shit. best. It's not you. It's me. Keep it going for Ashley, you guys. Well, we have one final comic tonight. Uh, God, I, I actually, this is a great comic to end on. He's so fucking funny. Are you guys ready for your final yeah. comic? Yeah. Amazing. Uh, you know him, you love him. Let's hear it for Mr. Joe Mandy. You guys give it up for Joe. Yeah. Oh, Joe Mandy, what are you working on right now? Um, I, like I mentioned, I'm just sort of watching a lot of TV at the moment. Uh-huh. But next week, uh, I'm a writer on The Good Place on NBC. We start back up next week. And that's awesome yeah. because you guys just got your show, your next season announced. No, I haven't seen an episode of it yet. I'll be very yeah, honest. It. But I've heard it's really good. It is good. I would say I'm I'm willing to say it's, it's quite good. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've heard great things yeah. about it. And what? Can you talk about the thing that you were just testing jokes for? Is that real? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing, I'm going to the NBA All-Star Game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what will happen? I'm doing, I'm like performing stand-up at a, like a, an event. This so. is weird. It's weird, but it's, it's like a dream come true <laughs> but for really me. really yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 Where is the NBA All-Star it's Game this year? It's in New Orleans, Louisiana. Awesome. Yeah. Where, when is it? Uh, two weekends from now. Dude, I yeah. mean, I know you're in this zone right now yeah. of refreshing your shit. Yeah. I see you on Twitter and the yeah. hard work that yeah. you're doing for the cause. <laughs> oh, but I feel so like much. it's I'm glad to know that good people like you have just like two weeks away you're gonna live your dream. It's so that you can great. recharge your battery and get back here. You know what? That's like a deep guilt I had is that like the last twelve months have been personally like a great, great for me for and I'm I'm doing stand up at the NBA All Star game. No, I'm gonna say this. 
I think it's okay if it's been a good couple months for you because that just means you're like ready, ready to ready. pitch in extra hard That's for the true. fight. I'm, I'm there, man. I see you. I see what you're doing. I've been protesting. Well, have a great time with the NBA. Thank you. Is. So she's right there. There she is. That's my wife, you guys. Rhea. Hey. I was talking to Ashlyn outside, getting in a chat for the podcast. Out of the outside of the building? Nope. Okay. <laughs> How was Joe Mandy? He was great, right? Joe Mandy is the best. So good. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Listen, I want you to know, I understand where you're at. I think as an audience, you've tried really hard. I think sometimes you haven't unified over like pretty um, sort of commonplace things. Like if somebody, if you say somebody's name, you just clap right then. If you're at a stand-up show and there's just a pause, you're just supposed to laugh. <laughs> That's just how it works. They forgot the directions. Yeah, I know, I understand. Because they're yeah. so stressed out. And listen, little sweeties, I get it. <laughs> but, you know, study up. Try to remember for next week. Yeah. That it just goes like, this is how stand-up goes. It's like this. La, la, la. Ha, 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 ha. Somebody's Some name. Did it back to me. <laughs> they, see, they did it. <laughs> I think, uh... Just a group of you should get together and make some shirts that say Cam's Little Sweeties. <laughs> and I'll sit in a row next week. I feel like it'll brighten your day. I want that to happen. Yes, I do. Cammy's Little Sweeties. <laughs> Can we put those people under some sort of a bucket? There's no, like, <laughs> slime in there. No, no, no. <laughs> what? Why would you do that to your little sweeties? Because <laughs> they're your little sweeties. Why would you slime your little sweeties? Don't you remember the 90s? <laughs> the coolest thing that could ever yeah, no, happen to you is if you could slime. Yeah, 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 yeah. But That's... they didn't remember bare naked ladies. They're not going to remember. <laughs> you can't do that on television. Well, what I mean is, don't you want to sit underneath a bucket and not know if it's going to end up on your head and it's slime? Not these I do not want to sit under any buckets. Well, that's just because the way you do your hair is that you don't ever wash it. Ouch. You guys, that doesn't hurt. That's just a, that's just a true fact, okay? It's just a true real fact. She's on that, what is that thing called? Hair I don't know. not washing it. <laughs> program. You guys, that's Cameron Esposito. <laughs> this is Rhea! Hey. You guys, let's hear it for all the comments you saw. So great. We're here every Tuesday night. Have a great rest of your night. See you next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.